answer me? Second, or will he answer Jesus first? He looks at me through Christ. Well, praise the Lord. It's indeed a great day to be alive. We're so glad to be here. So glad to be alive. Praise the Lord. Let me encourage you. Go ahead. Grab a hold of your Bible. Let's see some exciting things in the Word of God. God is for now and Jesus is alive. We're living in the best season of our lives, regardless of what the world is going through. Jesus is Lord. Amen. You know, the Lord spoke to our hearts and said to us specifically, this year, this year 2022, is the year of spiritual growth and development, then advancement outwardly, hallelujah, in our activities and whatever you set your hands to do. And of course, well-being, health and well-being. God's Word tells us that wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So, listen, let's take this seriously. Let's uh, have the resolve in our hearts. This time next year, we'll be way ahead of where we are right now in every which way spiritually and otherwise hallelujah praise the name of the lord like i encourage once again grab a hold of your bible and let me also encourage you uh, uh last time i did share uh, last uh, week i did share uh with us a testimony of a brother along the lines you know these things that we've been talking about taking the principles that we've been sharing and the testimonies that he had. And let me encourage you, let's hear from you concerning whatever testimonies you do have. For one, the testimonies give glory to God, and secondly, they help to encourage somebody else. Somebody else may be going through what you've already gone through and have gotten victory over them. And so when you share your testimonies, somebody can be blessed. Hallelujah. And of course, it helps you to keep that victory and that blessing God really put into your life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so we're going to be picking up from where we left off the last time. And I'm really excited. I'm going to ask us, go ahead and turn to Joshua chapter 1. And of course, we looked at boldness. Hallelujah. This is the nature of Jesus, the land of the tribe of Judah. The wicked flees when no man pursues, but the righteous, we the righteous, the uncompromisingly righteous, are bold as a lion. Jesus, our big brother, our father, is like that. And we take after him. That's the way you are. You may say, well, I, I, I know myself and all of that. Listen, you know who you used to be. You know who maybe your carnal self, what your old self used to be. But this is who you are in Christ. You have been created after God with his nature. And of course, in true righteousness and holiness as well. Praise the Lord. And so I want to pick up right here from Joshua chapter 1. And God said right there to uh, Joshua. And what did he say to Joshua? He said to Joshua, you know, uh, Joshua had been the one, you know, succeeding Moses. And you know how glorious the experience of Moses was right there in the mountain with the Shekinah, Shekinah glory of God. And Moses said he wanted to behold the glory, of, uh, the glory of God in the face of God. Yeah, no, he couldn't behold the face of God, but he beheld that glory. And so how glorious God was with his presence. Hallelujah. And God said, concerning Moses it's not like the other prophets he's the prophet that I communicate with in a very special way but what I want to say here with everything that Moses experienced receiving the tablets with the imprint of the hands of, God, of the finger of God and all of that with the glorious and magnificent things that happened he did not succeed he was not successful in taking the children of Israel to Canaan's land and you can put yourself in the shoes of uh, Joshua right there having to step into those shoes of Moses. And uh, God begins to give him the exact 
advice, instructions on what he needed to do to be successful. See, God is the most successful individual that, that, that is. He is the most successful person, individual that is. And so he's giving instruction right here to Joshua on how to be successful. He must know what he's talking about. And so, of course, the first thing he begins to do, he lets him know the vision, the territory he's going to be claiming. And he spells it out clearly for him. And he says to uh, Joshua, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I'll not forsake you. I'll not fail you, nor leave you alone. Then verse 6, it says, Be strong and of a good courage, and I'll be bold. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Then listen again to verse 7, how God really puts emphasis on this. Only be strong. Listen now, you've got to be bold. Whatever God has called you to accomplish, you must be bold. You cannot, you, you can't afford to be timid. Listen, let me put, let me let you into a secret. The devil is timid by nature. He's already scared of you and I. He is a compromiser by nature. And so, if you resist and stand your ground, he will compromise to your demands. Hallelujah. The Bible says here, verse 6, Be strong and of a good courage, for to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Listen. He says, be strong, be good courage. Why? You see, Joshua knew God was with him. You know, uh, uh, I believe I've shared the, uh, the experience here before, but if not, well, if I have, uh, it will bear repeating. You know, where I lived, you know, growing up as a kid, there were bullies. My mom was a teacher, so at school there were bullies. People picked on you maybe for being a, a teacher's kid. And of course, my mom, also around the house, my mom did tutoring and all that. And different ones picked on me, you know, just for being a teacher's kid and all that. People expected you, you had to be the best. And for some reason, they just picked on you. And I knew this, you know, uh, from where uh, we lived. Uh, when my mom would send me on errands, on either way, coming out of my house, going to the left, turning to the left or turning to the right, there were bullies on either side of the road. And so, usually when my mom would send me on errands, I would, you know, when I was approaching the home of one of these kids who was a bully, and uh, I would immediately start looking out from a distance to see if the bully was out there, and if he wasn't, I quickly would hurry across. If he was, you know, I'll be, you know, timid and hoping, well, this guy doesn't really pick on me today, that type of thing. That's the way it was. And so I kind of grew up like that. And those bullies back then were not kind of like the horrible, deadly bullies we have today in school. Not at all. These were just kids who just picked up, picked on you, picked on you, and, you know, they ruffle you, give you a hit you here or there, that type of thing. But I remember there were times my mom and I would have to go out. And because I knew my mom was with me, I was confident. And so usually when we would walk, you know, when we'd be walking, approaching the home of, uh, you know, I'm, I remember one time approaching the home of one of these kids who was a bully, and I could see him playing outside. And of course, I had my mom with me. And what did I do? I, you know, took a few steps ahead of my mom, and I could see him out there, and I began to mouth off to him, tell him everything I wanted to say to him. Why did I do that? My mom was with me. Hallelujah. And then, of course, as I began to say everything I wanted to say, the guy, this guy then, he was so shocked, surprised at what I was saying and what, where I was acting. And he began to move towards me. And the moment I saw he was moving towards me, I slowed my pace down a bit so my mom could catch up. And the moment he saw my mom, you know, behind me, he just backed off. 
Hallelujah. So what gave me that confidence? The presence of my mom. So God is saying to Joshua here, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. See, you and I need to live in that consciousness of him never leave us, leaving us, not forsake us. When the word of God tells us, like in Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord. When he says to be strong, he's not really saying for us to be strong in ourselves. It's for us to be strong in him, in his ability, in his presence. Hallelujah. Listen, he says he will never leave you. So there's not one moment Jesus will ever leave us, or God will ever leave, or leave us or depart from us or even go to sleep. Not one moment. So we can afford to be bold and confident all the time. And one of the key ways we can express our boldness is with our words. Listen, to say something like, you know, I can do all things through Christ. And I can do all things through Christ. Those are two different confessions completely. Not just mouthing, I can do all things through Christ. A robot can say that and it will not amount to anything. But when you put your boldness and your confidence and courage into it, it helps to register in your, on your spirit. Hallelujah. So God is saying here, that's what he's saying here, verse 7, only be strong while he's with you and very courageous. That's what he's saying to Joshua. I will never fail you. I'll never leave you. I'll not forsake you. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you, that you may observe, you may see. Hallelujah. You may observe. And I want to lay emphasis on that. You will observe. It's important. See, we need to see inside. We need to see things inside before they happen outside. Hallelujah. When you're strong and confident, it helps you to see yourself in the light of what the Word of God says you are. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law. So you see yourself doing everything the Word of God says for you to do because it's in doing what the Word says to do that's what will produce the result, which is good success. Hallelujah. So you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it. Listen now. Don't turn from it to, to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Listen, prosperity for you and I is God's will. Let that sink in. Prosperity, being successful, good success, is God's perfect will for you. Nothing, nothing different does he want for you and I. God does not deviate from you being successful. That's what he wants for you. But just because God wants that for you, doesn't mean it's going to be automatic. It's our actions, what we do or don't do, is what will result in whether we are successful or not. Then listen to verse 9 here, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Did you see that? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you meditate in it day and night, that you may, once again, listen here, that you may observe, once again, you will see. God keeps putting emphasis here on the seeing. You see, as you begin to mouth the word, to meditate means to mutter, to begin to mutter while you fix your mind on. That's what meditation is. You know, uh, we, we are familiar with the term worry. What is worry? You're just speaking to yourself. You're, you're murmuring, complaining to yourself, but you're also seeing yourself. People murmur or complain about the government, uh, the price of things, you know, uh, uh, situations on the job. While they're doing that, they're seeing themselves. Why, do, why is it worry? 
because they're not seeing things getting better. They're seeing it getting worse and perhaps possibly disastrous. See, that's why it's worry. Now, the truth is, let me tell you this, you are going to meditate. That's just the way we're wired. You will meditate. The truth is, you will either meditate God's word or meditate something else which is worry. You're either going to worry. So you could then, rather than just you know, go ahead, because if you're not intentional in meditating, intentional and deliberate, about meditating God's word, you're going to end up worrying. That's the truth. That is the truth. So it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe, listen now, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, only then, you will make your way, you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Then it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So he keeps stressing that. This kind of, this kind of reminds me about Psalm 1. Let's go to Psalms 1. Right here, Psalm number 1. It says here, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. See, see the, uh, uh, you know, the kind of... Uh, uh, poetic nature of the psalm. This is so beautiful. Walking. You don't walk in the counsel of the walking, nor walking. Keeping fellowship with the ungodly. Nor stands in the way of sinners. Not found in their company. Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Think, you know what? We have right there, sinners, ungodly, and what? The scornful. The ones who don't take anything serious about God. Who kind of mock the things of God. We don't want to keep company with them. But, says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Why is there delight in God's law? Because God's word is always good news for the believer. Good news all the time for the believer. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree that is planted by rivers of water. You'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. His leaf shall not wither, but whatever he does shall prosper. Don't you? Isn't that you and I? That's you. Whatever you do, you prosper. Think about that. He says, first of all, you delight in God's word. So that's why it can't be worry. It's got to be meditation of God's word. Because it's good news. Everything God says to you and I today is good news. He says there, as we see in the word of God, he says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. What's the law of the Lord? God's word is law. It's law in this life. And in that law, God's word, he meditates day and night. See, the way to meditate is to put the word in your mouth. You can mutter it to yourself, sub-vocalize it. In other words, if you're going to speak, say it, speak to yourself. See, everybody, you, you have, what, you have your own self-talk. See, you know what that self-talk is? I mean, you, you, you go somewhere, you know, you're right there. Maybe you go to church or some meeting. You see sister, sister so-and-so or sister Sarah or brother, brother Jay. And he said to you, I wonder why, what kind of a suit Brother Jay is wearing. Now that's a horrible suit. I'll never wear that suit. But you're saying all of this to yourself, but you dare not, you'll never say it to Brother Jay. You might even walk up to Brother Jay and say, my goodness, say hello, Brother Jay. This and that. Oh, quite a suit you have on there. But what you're saying to yourself is, my goodness, I will never be seen in that. See, we all have our self-talk. That self-talk is your meditation. Well, rather than making your self-talk some music out there, some TV ad, or some mean thing going on, going on on the internet, intentionally make it God's word. Begin to put God's word in your mouth. 
I mean, begin to say to yourself, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My goodness, this is the best year of my life yet. Thank God, opportunities come for me. My steps are ordered of the Lord. I am successful. I go from glory to glory. I have good success. I'm bold as a lion of the tribe of Judah. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of me. That same spirit is quickening my mortal body. This resurrection life is on the inside of me, killing every virus, killing every disease and sickness, imparting life into me. I don't care what it is. If anything deadly touches this body or comes into this body, it will die. It will see. This does not impact my body negatively. You see, you can deliberately be taking God's word, put it in your mouth, sub-vocalize it, you know, I will speak it to yourself and make it yourself talk. So that's meditation. You see, this is God having us program ourselves, begin to speak that word to the point whereby as you fix your mind on it, it registers on your heart and you come to find out something happens as you begin to do this, you're programming yourself for success. Serial success. Hallelujah. That's what God wants. In fact, uh, let's see here in Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6. Let's go ahead. Take a look here. Deuteronomy 6. Listen here in Deuteronomy 6. It's exciting here. Right here in verse 6. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. See, God's word is meant to penetrate our hearts. It says you shall teach them diligently to your children. That's what we need to do as parents. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. So when you and I are sitting, yes, we talk about everything out there, what's in the news and all that. But listen to what God's word said. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house. That's God's instruction. Let's begin to do what God's word says. What's wrong with saying, hey, let me share with you what I read in the Word of God today or what God, God's revelation to me the other day was or this morning. He says, you talk of them when you, listen now, you talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. See, in other words, I begin to talk about them. Speak them to myself. Yes. You know, Proverbs uh, 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 4, verse 20 says, Attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. So in other words, you keep saying them to yourself. Don't let them depart from your eyes. So as I begin to sub-vocalize or speak the word to myself, it should produce an image on the canvas of my mind. So the same when I say car, I see a car on the screen of my mind. I say house. See, but as I begin to say that, yes, it forms on my mind, but if I keep it long enough in my mind, while I'm vocalizing it to myself, it will eventually sink into my heart. It's when it sinks into my heart, it will control my life. And same for you. See, when, it, when you begin to speak it to yourself, you begin to say to God's word, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Resurrection life is in me. That begins to register on your mind. That's where it begins. But as it stays in your mind and it, you keep brooding on it long enough, it will eventually register on your heart, sink into your heart, and then begin to control your life. Now, 
But as it registers in your mind, it builds and paints a picture in there about yourself. You begin to see yourself in the light of God's word. And that's where success begins. Praise the name of the Lord. This is so powerful. Friend, this is so powerful. In fact, God gives takes this very seriously because he said to the children of Israel right here in Deuteronomy 11. In fact, as we read uh, verse 19, Deuteronomy 11 verse 19, say you shall teach them to your children. See the word of God. Speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Listen now, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land which lost what your fathers to give them, like the days of heaven upon the earth. See, God wants days of heaven upon the earth for you and I. But you see, it's not just going to happen just because we are Christians. It wouldn't just happen just because we pray and prayer is important. It wouldn't just happen because you go to church and going to church is important. It wouldn't just happen because you give a seed or, or give offering. All of those are important. It happens because we take the word of God and we put the word of God into our hearts. And when you word of God sinks into your heart, then you will do what that word says. And then we'll make our way prosperous. This is very, very powerful. This is so powerful. I really trust you're paying attention to this because when we come back next time, we're going to see some examples of how this was put into, ex into practice and how results follow. And the beautiful thing is that the kind of results that will follow are going to be results that are beyond human in some cases. Divine results. That's why the Bible says good success, not just success. Good success, divine success, heaven-endowed success. This is what God wants for you and I. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I trust you're taking this seriously. And we will see the glory of God. God bless you. We'll see you again next time. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. It's indeed a great day to be alive. Blessings. Thank you.